casual evening with our friends in apartment 9 after a long day at work. The four of them have earned this casual evening enjoying some cocktails and Cameron is enjoying a weed cookie that he got through a co-worker. I think I'm beginning to feel it. You know who felt it? Danny DeVito. <laughs> what are you talking about? Exactly. And I'm the high one? This is kind of exciting. I haven't been around Cameron when he's high. Oh, Cameron. You've fallen to a dark spot since we broke up. <laughs> hey, I haven't smoked since college. Let's not mess with Cam too much, alright? We don't want him to have a bad trip. Dylan put some music on shuffle in the background. So what made you want to get stoned this evening? Kind of on a whim, like buying a lottery ticket. That and the girl from the editing room made a batch of pot cookies. <laughs> oh, she is such a good cook. Why didn't I hear about this? I wouldn't have known unless I had to deliver some hard drives over to them today. It's not exactly something you advertise around the office. Guys, did you hear that Daft Punk split up? Have you been living in a cave? That happened last month. Yeah, that really bummed me out. Not even my hookup was able to make me feel better. <laughs> totally killed the day for me. I binged random access memories the moment I got in my car for the drive home. That album was the soundtrack of my summer in 2013. What's your favorite song off of Ram? Oh, damn, that's difficult. Um, I'd say Touch is my favorite song, but I can't say that without stating that the entire album from start to finish is amazing. To compare songs does injustice to the experience. Just listen to all of them. I'd say my favorite from Ram is Within. Definitely one of my go-to songs for when I'm having a low energy day and I just need to be in my feels. Mine is Fragments of Time. I've always connected that song to past relationships I reminisce fondly on, or just in general, good memories of my 20s. Ram is an amazing album, no debate. What do you guys think of their album, Discovery? Something about us always sticks out to me. It reminds me of this one fling I had that didn't work out. He had this issue where he was a loud chewer. You didn't date a guy because he chewed his food a little too loud? I don't see why that's controversial. It's just... I mean, there are worse things that he could have done to turn you off. Was he chewing with his mouth open? No. Then how could you even blame him? It's not like he's doing it on purpose. Yeah, I fail to see why that's a valid reason to break up with anyone. He was a loud chewer. It's annoying. Yeah, but it's not like the sex was bad or he gave you pink eye because he farted on your pillow like my ex. <laughs> okay, lot to unpack there, Dylan, but come on, Brad, that is pretty shallow. Well, then I guess I constantly stand in ankle-high water. Yeah, you do. Remember that one time you stopped using vowels because you thought it made your sentences too wordy? All for this one guy you had a crush on. <laughs> yeah, let me tell you. I sounded like an idiot the entire week. Allison gets up to answer the door. Hey, Mrs. Halverson, what brings you here today? Pushing Allison out of the way excitedly, Mrs. H enters the living room. Everyone, I have an announcement. I was able to book at the campground. Mrs. H, have you been day drinking again? Only on Tuesdays. <laughs> I love Tequila Tuesdays. Just don't follow it up with a run the next morning. I'm still finding chunks of puke in my socks. Gross! Anyways, I booked us a four-night stay at Moonburn. I've got the passes here for everyone. Can I take a look? Bradley reads the pamphlet that came with the passes. Mrs. H, do you know what you've done? Well... Yeah, Mr. Snark Snark. I booked us an enchanting getaway. Oh, it's enchanting, all right. You've made a reservation for drugs. I don't think I understand. Chaos, Mrs. H. Insanity. Mind melting. Those words scare me. Have you ever heard of Burning Man, Mrs. H? Men are burning? <laughs> oh, 
Jeez, look, all right. What you've signed us up for, these things are more like festivals than campgrounds. Moonburn is a smaller offshoot of Burning Man, which is the spiritual journey to the desert where people live for a week and, although not required, take psychedelics and drugs of different varieties to connect with a higher conscience and experience a profound connection with our existence. Oh, my lanta. I haven't done drugs like that in years. You know, I had a hippie face. Hell yeah, Mrs. H. I'm stoned right now. Cammy, how could you? What? How could you not offer any to me? Could really help with my arthritis. I got you next time, Miss H. Can we bring the conversation back to this vacation? I don't want to have to babysit you guys while you're all tripping. They said the drugs were an option, Allie. An option I am fine with. (laughs) Yeah, but I also hate babysitting people when they're drunk or high on something. One time, I had this friend who was tripping on acid, which was hilarious because he thought he was a bear. And then he shit on the bed. And well... The rest of the night was just kind of a downer. I I think you should keep an open mind, Allie. Maybe some psychedelics could help you be more creative, creatively. Of course you'd say that. You're stoned right now. Yeah, and I'm having a good time. (laughs) (sighs) Well, it is tempting. All this talk and no one is asking what I think about this. Oh, no. Bradley's not getting enough attention. Quick, somebody put on Elvira. (laughs) Look, smartass, I'm not a camper. If the bed I'm sleeping on doesn't have sheets with a thousand thread count, I get a sinus infection. I'm not built for the outdoors. Oh, Braddy, you're so dramatic. I think you'd be fine. The fresh air will do you some good. Like my great-grandpappy used to say, better to be breathing clean air than coal from Johnson & Sons coal mine of diplomatic immunity. (laughs) That is an oddly specific and unnecessarily long-winded phrase to have, Mrs. H. Well, Grandpappy did work for the mine. Put my Christmas gifts under the tree for years, then he got cancer. I miss that man. For the record, I'm on board for all of this. Come on, Bradley. I know you'll come away from this trip a new person. Fine, but I'm bringing my own bedsheets. <laughs> Hi, I'm Rob, the host of Movie Geek and Proud. This show promotes the idea to tune out all of the people who tell you that you have bad taste in film. You're going to like what you're going to like. New episodes to the podcast are bi-weekly on Wednesdays with solo reviews of titles in my personal collection and other episodes in Movie Club, which is like book club, but reviewing films old and new worth talking about with a rotating panel of friends. My motto is, there are no such thing as guilty pleasures. Forget the haters, and no matter what, you should be proud of your taste in film. Check moviegeekandproud.com for archive reviews and where you can listen to our show. See you at the movies. Someday. Our friends are quickly on their way to Moonburn, flying economy on a budget airline. Good morning, everyone. We're now reached our cruising altitude. We have about three hours and 30 minutes left in our flight, but time means nothing to you lazy stoners heading to Moonburn. Oh, I've got to work to pay for my wife's chronic toe fungus, but y'all get to do whatever the fuck you want. Fuck off! There's an awkward silence throughout the plane. Flight attendants, you're now cleared to start snack service. As the flight attendants begin passing out bottled drinks and small snacks, Dylan strikes up a conversation with the person next to him. Are you heading to Moonburn as well? Yeah, this'll be my second time. Oh, nice. Enjoyed it enough to go back again. My life was changed the first time I attended. I spoke to a paper bag for five hours, and honestly, that did more for me than the three years of therapy my parents paid for. <laughs> huh. Is, is this your first time? Going. 
Yeah, doing drugs. Nah. <laughs> oh my god, let me tell you. The drugs here? Mwah, better than anything you've ever had before. That's a promise. So do people ever hook up at these things? All the time. Last year I met ten people. So my number is 813-555. After dealing with the headache of the airport and finding a rental car, our friends were on their way to the Moonburn Festival site. So what do you think this place is going to look like? Well, the pamphlet said the festival grounds are in the middle of the woods, but you can hike through beautiful open valleys. That actually sounds really nice. Wait, we're going to be in the woods? With wild animals? Oh, God, here he goes again. We don't even know what's in the woods. There could be wolves or a creepy camp counselor. <laughs> I don't think that's going to be a thing. Oh, just you wait. It'll be adventure camp all over again. Our friends arrive at the festival location, and this place looks amazing. I'm jealous I wasn't invited. I love doing drugs. Anyways, there is a stunning display of art and unique clothing populating the place. Cementing the off-the-grid feel at the event are the small handmade structures and campsites with little to no electricity. Mrs. H leads us to where we'll be setting up camp. You know, Brad, you made this sound like it was going to be a terrible place to stay, but I feel right at home. I'm getting flashbacks of hippie vans, headbands, and peace signs. That might just be an acid flashback, Mrs. H. <laughs> Alright everyone, here we are. Their camping location, not too far from the centre of the festival where people gather to socialise, is quaint but barren. Trees and scattered grass around them and if you look above, there's enough of an opening through the branches to see the stars in the sky and the moon on a clear night. Alright, this is too much. We are in the middle of nowhere. Dude, chill. We're gonna be fine. Oh my god, it's a bear! Hey, would you like to join us for some wine later? <laughs> Bradley, calm down, you're being dramatic. As our group sets up camp, a short man walks over to their site and greets them. Greetings, my fellow spirits in the flesh. I am Shaman Hill, one of the spiritual guides at this festival. I can tell you're new based on your clothing, and I wanted to offer the opportunity for an adventure. What's the adventure? A spiritual awakening while hiking through the land. Oh no, see... This is what I was talking about back home. I don't want to have to babysit. Oh, hush, my child. I'm here to make sure everyone is safe. You will not be a babysitter tonight. Many people before this group have learned the true meaning of this life with this journey. Oh, uh, what drugs are we doing? Please, I prefer to consider it medicine. We will be consuming acid. <laughs> Isn't that pretty intense? Acid is intense. Can't we do shrooms? Sadly, I ate my entire stash earlier today. When we say it's intense, how intense is it? Well, you know what, Allison? I did acid long ago. I got to hang out with Roger Waters from Pink Floyd. You know that song, Great Gig in the Sky? That was me screaming at the beginning. Wait, really? Oh, yeah, betcha. I was so high that week, I thought I'd come up with my own song. Turns out I was just messing with the garbage disposal in the break room. <laughs> You know what, Allie? If you take acid, I will too. I second that. Me too. Dylan, Dylan uh, we, we knew you were going to take the drugs. Yeah, but I just want to be part of the group. <laughs> you guys promise I'll be okay? That's why the shaman is here. He'll be sober and guide all of us through this. For the record, though, Allie, if you really don't want to do this, you don't have to. I know, and I appreciate it. 
I mean, I've been wanting to do something like this for a while. I just never explored much past drinking and maybe a joint here or there in college. Well, you could say this is the start of a new phase in life. I would be delighted to help you all reach a new level of consciousness. Shaman Hill takes out of his sack a container filled with liquid. Take these tablets. Our friends place them on their tongues and let them dissolve. Oh, this tastes awful. Oh, please. It was worse back in my day. Shaman Hill walks up to Cameron. What the hell was that for? Why did you slap me in the face? Eh, no reason. That hurt. Did it? Yes. Yeah, yeah, but did it? Yes, yes it did. What the fuck? Soon, my new friend, you will learn that life is but a journey. Every week on Real Spoilers, what we do is we take that week's big release on the weeks that we guess right, and we spoil it for you. So if you saw a movie and you want to talk about it with your friends, but maybe maybe you don't have any friends, we can be your friends in podcast form. We'll talk about the movie in rich, vibrant detail, and it's kind of like a book club for movies. Yeah, we're so, just a bunch of movie nerds. Yeah, and you know? so it's just a long-form conversation about the movie, going through its plot, talking about what worked, and uh, a lot of times what didn't, and making fun of it when it doesn't work. And if you like the show, feel free to share it on uh, your Facebook, social media, Twitter, verse, thing, stuff. So that's what we do on Real Spoilers. It's like a book club for movies, only with less Oprah. And that is why a virgin needed to light the black flame candle. Wow, Rob. Who would have thought brunch is such a great time to talk about witches? Of course, I totally agree. Okay, so tell me this. Who is your favorite Hollowell sister? I never watched Charmed. I was more into Buffy. Oh. Excuse me? If you are a big Charmed fan, join us here at Brunch with the Hollowells, where I, Rob the Charmed fanatic, and Sean the newbie, we recap one episode each Sunday during brunch, and it is my goal to convince Sean that Charmed is an amazing show. Maybe. You can find us on all podcast apps, including iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, and many more. Blessed be. <laughs> It's been about an hour, and the effects of the acid are starting to kick in. Colours are becoming more vibrant, objects have trails, and the group is experiencing euphoric sensation in addition to outright hallucinations. Oh, I'm so jealous. Did I mention I love drugs? You know, you guys, have you ever wondered if our shoes like being walked in? Bing, bang, ba, zabity, zoop, stop! Yeah, that's exactly, Mrs. H. Uh, you have such a way with words. <laughs> Why? Didn't I try psychedelics sooner? Dylan walks over to a tree. Hey there, sexy. I must admit, I fancied you from across the grove. Such beautiful bark. Nice, long limbs. Oh, you remind me of Conan O'Brien, except with better hair. <laughs> Dylan starts making out with a tree. Don't worry, I'm not seeing anyone right now. Allie, how are you doing? Not great. You want to talk about it? I, I think I need to go for a walk. Can I join you? Okay, but I don't know if I'm going to be talking much. As Allison and Cameron head off for a walk, Dylan continues to make out with a tree, whilst Bradley and Mrs. H sit under the cool moonlight. Dylan, Mrs. H, I think it's time I reveal a deep secret of something I've always wanted to do. Oh, finally. You're getting plastic surgery? <laughs> 
Uh, come on, me? I don't need plastic surgery. I mean, look at me. I'm a chiseled work of art. I think I've seen wet paper bags with more definition than you. <laughs> Jabs aside, it's time we create the world's best television show. Dylan, almost breaking his neck to turn around towards Mrs. H and Bradley. I've always wanted to be in show business. I've long dreamed that I could one day become a successful voice actor. Dylan turns back to the tree. Sorry, baby. I gotta go. I'm in show business now. <laughs> Meanwhile, Cameron and Allison continue their walk. I can't tell if these cats are real, but they're adorable. <laughs> I'm a bad person, Cameron. I, I don't deserve my radio show. What are you talking about? I haven't really told anyone this, but... I used to be a bully. What? Back in high school, I was always jealous of the more popular girls, so I'd make fun of their outfits or their weight. I was brutal, and I feel terrible about it. This one time, I taped wide load to this girl's butt. What made you think about this now? It's been weighing on me. I'm a successful radio host who gives advice to people. How can I be a leader if I'm morally flawed? I see so many posts on social media of people calling out those who've done shitty things in their past, and I'm like, yes, I used to be a shitty person, but I've grown. I'm different now. Are you more worried about being called out or proving that you're actually contrite? Alison pauses, contemplating her answer. Those two things aren't mutually exclusive. Meanwhile, back with Mrs. H and the boys. All right, think of this. We follow four characters around New York City as they live their daily lives, but it's based in the 90s. Mrs. H, that's Seinfeld. No, no it isn't. Yeah, that sounds a lot like Seinfeld. Are you sure? I had this really great idea about this competition they were going to have, and they'd have this phrase they'd all say all day, like, are you the master of your domain? Mrs. H, that was Seinfeld. That was the whole abstinence from masturbation episode. Ah, tartar sauce. I thought I had something. Oh, what if... Wait a second. Where's the shaman? Shaman Hill has appeared to have gotten a little too high on his own supply. About 20 feet away from Mrs. H and the boys, Hill is on his back staring at the stars, waving his hands like he's conducting an orchestra. <laughs> Let's just let him be. Dylan, you had an idea. Oh, yeah, okay. So, what if we follow four 20-somethings based in our current time who get everything they've ever wanted or needed? So we're watching a bunch of spoiled kids get what they want? This doesn't sound appealing. If I wanted to watch a spoiled kid, I'd just follow Braddy around. No, these kids are from humble means. They're not rich, they don't come from money, solid middle or lower class families, and they found a way to move out and can afford to live. I'm not sure I understand what's happening. Yeah, where's the controversy? Think about it. We currently live in a society where most people in their 20s can't even afford a pot to piss in. This show is about watching our characters actually have the economic and societal opportunities we wish we had. Whoa, that's genius. The joke is, that's impossible right now. This could win Emmys. We might even win a Nobel Peace Prize. What should be the first episode? Back with Cameron and Allison, they continue to hash things out. I know that worrying about what people might think if they found out if I was a bully back in high school undermines my attempt at being authentic with remorse. But I do feel both. 
I guess I'm struggling more with how would I respond to this if I were called out. Just be honest. Yeah, I get that. But I need to prepare. Maybe, but just be honest. But that's not good enough. So many people could come for me. The posts online would be relentless. I know, and that sucks. But I know you. I share a home with you. And deep down, you're an amazing person who wants to help people, and that's how you got your show. Look, we live during a time where people don't have a lot of patience with those who've done wrong. But it's important to remember that regardless of what others think, no one's perfect or one-dimensional. We're all morally flawed individuals, and anyone who tries to convince you otherwise is a fucking liar. We all have skeletons. We all have moments we're not proud of. And the best we can do is own it. Try to make it right. Apologize and hope that society begins to learn that redemption is important. I'd argue it's the essential part to this life. I'm sorry you're struggling with this, Allison. Cam, thank you. I just needed to know that someone gets it. Someone knows who I am. I get so caught up in what I think might happen that I work myself into a panic. Allie, I'll always have your back. I mean, unless, of course, you kill someone in cold blood or something crazy like that. Oh, don't worry. I got over my serial killer obsession phase after ninth grade. Oh, <laughs> okay. Uh, anyways, let's see how everyone's doing back at camp. Allison and Cameron walk through the woods on this beautiful moonlit night. You know, when you're not panicking, acid is really beautiful. I can see a ton of cats in front of us. Cats? I see Danny DeVito in a onesie. <laughs> As Allison and Cameron arrive back at camp, they find Mrs. H and the boys ecstatic in conversation. Ooh. And then they could afford a life-saving surgery without having to sell their home. We could do an episode where the minimum wage was adjusted to reflect the rate of inflation. How hilarious would it be to see two 25-year-olds be able to own a home and have their first child? It just doesn't happen. (laughs) The best episode we could ever come up with, though. (laughs) It'd be hilarious. Is where our generation finally gets validated. Total validation. No more blaming for markets crashing. No more millennials this, Gen Z that. Just complete recognition that we were born into a really unequal time economically. This could change lives. Who do you think would pick it up? Oh, this totally has Netflix energy. (laughs) Oh, they have a show on Netflix. Now there's the new dream. Well, sounds like y'all have kept yourself busy. We've had so much fun. Dylan here is the genius. Came up with a new TV show Brady and I are going to write for. What's it about? Get this. Your generation gets everything they ever wanted and needed. So we're watching a bunch of spoiled kids get whatever they want. (laughs) Brady thought that too. No, it's a show where millennials and Gen Z have the same opportunities my generation had when we were growing up. You know, like Fair pay, affordable housing, healthcare that doesn't cost an arm and a leg. Oh, this show's going to be a hit. Nobody in our age group is experiencing such luxury. That's what we thought. On another note, where's Shaman Hill? Oh, he's over there. I think he took way more acid than us. I barely hallucinated. Yeah, same. Me too. Well, we better go help him up. Cameron and Dylan... Help Shaman Hill up from the ground. Oh, good morning. I knew I could heal you. Right. (laughs) How was your spiritual journey? I learned that even good people can have a past. It's about if you're willing to change and make good on that commitment. Very good, Addison. This life is only but a momentary stop on our cosmic journey. And what did you three learn during your time with the gift? Hear me out. 
It's a sitcom where our main characters get exactly what they need out of life. So, we're watching a bunch of kids get spoiled? <laughs> no, no, no. It's a new show where the young generation finally gets the validation they deserve. Holy shit, that's genius! Hey, while we have you, Shaman, can I ask you for an opinion? You may ask away. Is it shallow? Oh, here we go. Is it shallow to break up with someone because you can't stand the way they chew their food? Well, I mean, if they're chewing with their mouth open? No, mouth closed. I mean, yeah, that's a little shallow. What? How could you say that? Well, I'd argue that it's not something that they can really help. It's like uh, getting mad at Nicolas Cage for being a bad actor. He's trying his best. Ready? You're a loud chewer, boar. <laughs> Don't boo me when I chew. I agree with Mrs. H. It's time to grow up. Oh, so now this is the shit on Bradley session. Great time. I'm loving this. Maybe you could wear earplugs when you eat with people? I don't want to look like some freak. Oh, and here comes his vanity. Yeah, it really is the problem. Remember those butt pads he wore? This guy wore butt pads? What for? I'm trying to impress some cute guys. Oh, that is too good. The best part was when they fell out in front of the whole crowd. His little butt is as flat as the state of Florida. Maybe it is time for plastic surgery after all. Voicing our regular cast, Max Isis Bradley, Jeff Beitner as Cameron, Cassandra Dodge as Allison, Shannon Hull as Mrs. Halverson, and Ian Shaw as our narrator. Additional voices provided by our main cast, and Tyler Spindler as the guy who offered wine. Today's episode was written and directed by Zachary Rohr and edited by Jason Laverne Hemming. Our theme song was written and recorded by Lana White and produced by Dave Anderson. Forza Crowd was created by R.L. Terry and is produced by Danielle Mascol. Connect with our show on social media at Forza Crowd Pod on Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook. Follow Mrs. Halverson on Instagram at Miss Halverson OnlyFans. If you'd like to support the show, please head over to our Patreon or Coffee pages. See you next time. One, two,